Volume 1, Episode 25, Persimmons and Tieflings. Welcome to Galaxy's Greatest, a Starfinder podcast trailing the adventures of a distant galaxy's greatest heroes. Okay, big announcement. Galaxy's Greatest is soon to be a sister podcast. That's right, we are adding a new show, which also means we are making a network, you guys. This is happening. Galesserian's Greatest will be a Pathfinder second edition podcast and, wait for it, Twitch stream. Low edit commitment for me and the other editors, immediate episode releases on YouTube, Twitch, and your favorite podcast listening platform, and uh, we'll be releasing pretty soon, September 27th at 6.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So tell your friends, because we'll be live. On that note... I'd like to officially introduce you to Greatest Guardians Gaming Network, our new network hosting both shows, and who knows, maybe more in the future. Okay, uh, quick heads up about today's episode. I uh, may or may not have made a GM mistake in this episode and said something in character that I definitely didn't mean to say, and it was a pretty rough character moment for me. Um, I chose not to edit it out because, one, the episode has taken longer than expected to release, and you deserve a continuation of the story, and two, the mistake was authentic. It turns out that you do actually sometimes mess up as a game master. Who would have thought? Um, but yes. Thanks for understanding. I hope it's not too bad. Uh, and I'll stop talking so that you can go ahead and listen to this episode. Thank you. I hope you enjoy episode 25. Last time, our heroes ventured into Dressacrock's lair within the mountains on Triaxis. Modus, who we found out is formerly known as Firavius Tark, met an old friend. Baza met Xavier and his men. Bryn spoke with a halfling. Devesh met with his former master. Jack learned of some very important coordinates. And Janet finally met her mother. Let's go around and introduce ourselves. I'm M, and I'm the GM, and it's my goal to give everybody a fun game. And you know, maybe at this point, since we're kind of getting toward the end, maybe maybe think about you know making things a little more difficult. Maybe making uh, some some hard choices with some some characters that are going to fight the uh, the group. And uh, I I don't know, maybe a character death. What are these words that you're saying? I don't know. <laughs> they're not fun facts. These are not no. fun facts. <laughs> no, that's true. I, you're right. Is your, is your fun fact that you're now trying to kill one of our characters? <laughs> so it, legitimately, my rule as a GM is I will never try to kill a character, but I will always, when I when I feel it's appropriate, I will give you a challenge that I think could kill your characters if you don't play it right. Yeah. <laughs> When I think it's appropriate, I will hold death over your head. Um, so you're saying that you've built the house, those houses in Saw 
and we are your players. <laughs> Best volume two, Ryan. Best volume yeah, two. Fair. <laughs> like, <God>. fair. Um, <laughs> Ryan, how are you? Who are you? Who do you play? What's your What's your thing? Uh, my name is Ryan. I play Baza Bix, and I'm still waiting on Emma's fun fact. Okay, fair. Uh, my fun mm-hmm. fact for today is that. Well, I'm not fun at all. <laughs> That's a fun fact. <laughs> um, uh, oh, I have a fun fact that involves you if you can't think of one. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'd love yeah. to hear it. Wait, what is it? Okay. Uh, Emma and I went to college together. Yeah. And I directed a short film where she was an extra in, and she probably doesn't remember. You remember? I do. Okay. I remember this. Recently. It was so it was so bad, but you were did great. You see, did you watch it again? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> What was it called? Man Eaters. Okay. Oh boy. Yeah, great. <laughs> Sounds like we didn't have a movie night. Was it? Was it a sex? We don't need to do no, that. Did it, did it involve <laughs> sharks? It did not. No sharks. Oh, that's a fucking shame. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's that a good fun fact. We God, write from the our studio, Vanessa. We oh, write from the studio. <laughs> and did you dress up in a shark onesie and just go around and eat people? That's all I did. Cool. <laughs> um was at, it at our point. sophomore year no i don't think it was freshman I start, was it? i didn't start quidditch until junior year oh you're right okay so it must have been junior because i one of it was either junior or senior year then yes my okay but i remember i think it was because i was in i was in theater before i moved into anthropology and then i think that was maybe the connection that you had made or whatever but that was fun mm-hmm. <laughs> I can you send that to me because I'm kind of yeah. interested in seeing that again. We need to have a movie night. night. Can we all get that? It's a short. It's like ten minutes long. It's a short film. Wait, Vanessa should introduce herself. Yeah. Yeah, Vanessa, go ahead. Oh, quick. we are yes. all over the place. We are discombobulated. Double. This is going to be a great episode. That was a, a two for one fun fact. So yeah. I, Vanessa, I play Janet Snakehole. Um. I guess that could be my my fun fact. I'm, I don't know. I don't really have. Emma, you think of one. Think of a fun fact for me. Yeah. <laughs> I thought um, one. So when Vanessa and I went to New York City in 2011 or 12, we went to New York. Yeah, you you were there for World Cup five, were you not? Or were you there to World, no. World Cup six? Okay, so my memory is a little bit off. But you, when, <laughs> when you, I remember specifically when we were at World Cup together. Or USP okay. Cup as it is now. Um, Florida. We had a an interaction on the sidelines where I was frustrated at something, and you just stood out like right next to me, and you you put your arms like you crossed your arms, and you said, "Yeah," and that was all that you said. <laughs> <laughs> and I have wow. to tell you, I have to tell you, I had never felt more seen on the Quidditch pitch. In that moment, because I was so frustrated. <laughs> was that Vanessa? It was during it was it was during the finals against the University of Texas, and um, I was frustrated at how the game was going, and I was just like, "This sucks! Like this is awful!" And you just crossed your arms and you just went, "Yeah." <laughs> those, those interpersonal skills that I have are so good. Oh man, love it. Okay. Thank you. Let's go to, I don't know, Ryan, go ahead. I already went. 
Yeah, that's you're right. You totally did. didn't give a fun fact. <laughs> oh, his fun fact that he was waiting for. Yeah. Oh, was that? Someone else. No, someone else has to say a fun fact about Ryan. Mm. I like this. Someone do it. Oh God. Uh, hi, my name is Dan, and I play Modus. And uh, my fun fact is, is that I'm pretty sure Ryan's pants are CGI'd onto its body. <laughs> Like they don't exist. One hundred percent certain. Currently wearing a motion capture suit. Yeah. Uh, Ryan does not exist Zoom. in the real world without wearing a mocap suit. And just everything. The world is his green screen. So. Um, okay, Ryan. What's a fun fact about Dan then? Oh boy. Dan has a drinking horn that can fit my entire arm. That's true. I have a I have a drinking horn that is uh, has a basin that is three liters. So many <laughs> <laughs> I used to bring it out to parties and uh, you mean used to <laughs> you like well, when we had what parties, are parties? <laughs> yeah right yeah this is back in the old days before the old you brought it you brought it yeah. out the last party basically anyone had before quarantine. yeah that, that is true that is true i i brought it to the last quidditch tournament that took place in yeah. canada and uh i get drunk and I filled up with beer, and then I scream at people, Gondor calls for A! <laughs> and that's, that's how that works. Love that. We finished a bottle of Jameson that night, I think just between we us. We did. We did. It was glorious. Brittany. Hi, I'm Brittany. I play Brinue, the human witch warper. And I guess I give a, I'll give a fun fact about someone else then. Is that okay. what we're doing? Okay, um, so a fun fact about Mitch is that when I, fir when I first mentioned uh, Supernatural in this chat, I really didn't expect Mitch to um, be into Supernatural, but Mitch actually has messaged me personally about Supernatural since then, which is great. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Frick, can you tell us more about your relationship with Supernatural? Uh, how much time do you have? <laughs> <laughs> I think that says it all. Do, yeah, we could do an entire episode that's just Brittany yeah. talking about Supernatural. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it would be frightening. Honestly, you don't want to see that side of me. <laughs> if you can find me on Tumblr, I'll never reveal anything about what my blog is. <laughs> oh, finding. No, no, not in a weird way. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have my name <laughs> I like how you think my laughter meant I was taking it in a weird way. I don't know. I just I am... scared. People are weird on Tumblr. <laughs> they can't be really weird on Tumblr. Uh, yeah, I will not disagree with you there. No, it's very normal. I'm very normal, actually. That's my fun fact. I'm a very normal person. Mitch? So, oh, Dan. Yeah. No, no, no. Oh. It's not my turn. Oh, is it? It's my turn? Yeah, I'm Mitch. Richard, Mitch. Uh, and I play Devesh. And I will give a fun fact about Alex, because there are three of us left, and that means Alex will have to give a fun fact about Brit. Ha. It's triangle. Uh, and my fun fact oh, about... Shapes work. Yep, that is how shapes work. Good job, buddy. Um, it's been a long day. Uh, my fun fact about Alex is that Alex has put more time into developing a homebrew world than pretty much any DM I've ever met. Um, and it's kind of terrifying how detailed the world that he plays in is. It's pretty impressive. Mm -hmm. It's it's kind well, of terrifying. Good with time into it. The little I know about it. I mean, okay, but here's the thing: you may not be intentionally putting time into it, but I could probably ask you, like, who's the high priest of this god in this country, and you would be who's able the high to priest of Serenry. Serenry doesn't exist. Serenry doesn't okay, exist. Who is the high priest of Tamara in Polaire? You know that it's Exterion Poros. 
Okay, well, I forgot because yeah, we, I yeah, don't, yeah. it do, does not matter to my character. Mitch, we've literally met them. <laughs> Gave me an easy one, but yes, it sounds impressive. Thank you. Alex, who are uh, you? Tell us about yourself. My name's uh, Alex. I play Jack the Soki Solarian. Um, and my fun fact about Brit is that I'm not entirely unconvinced that she isn't the original author of the Secret Fellowship Diaries back in the late 2000s. Interesting. I don't even know what that is, or do I? I'm going to have to look that up. <laughs> or will you? It was, it was a series of fan fiction journals and diaries for the Fellowship of the Ring when the movies were released. Oh, that tracks. <laughs> that tracks oh, wow. so hard. Uh, <laughs> I mean, maybe I didn't write that specific fan fiction, but... You know what? The only thing that might preclude you from that is your age. My age. Like I'm just waiting for it to pull out like a long smoking pipe and start jokes. But there we go. Good fact. It's good. I'll never reveal. I'll never reveal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, let's do this. So what happened last time? Last time, you guys met a fucking dragon. Oh yeah, we did. We met a dragon. You met dress a crook. How do we know that it's a fucking dragon? Well, okay. Did we walk in on it? Um, yeah, we did. I didn't want to say that part we're because we're it's on the radio <laughs> and like people listening. And it's a lot to go into. I got you. Um, <clears throat> yeah, no. Was, Other relationship with treasure. That's true. Maybe neither do I. Yeah. I'll leave that. <laughs> Scrap metal seems uncomfortable, but okay. <laughs> yeah, last time you guys ended up leaving Castorval, going into the drift, going to Triaxis. Flying down to the three sisters, I believe, and then making your way into this tunnel in the Secret side of a tunnel. volcano. Secret tunnel. Secret tunnel through the mountain. And you... the next week when we're shut down and sued by Nickelodeon. Seriously, I was Again. a little worried about that for a hot second. <laughs> uh, so we ended up walking into this tunnel. And the first thing that happened was all of you had to give me a fortitude save because something about the tunnel's energy potentially could make you feel sick. And I believe Modus ended up with nausea. Uh, and was there another character? Devesh, Devesh also ended up nauseous. Yeah, Devesh ended, Devesh ended up nauseated. And Jack, who had used the mirror to change into a, another dimensional version of herself, uh, was leading the group with survival and found a smaller opening to a tunnel entrance. And you worked your way down. Well, a lot of you fell down this steep ramp that led all the way to the bottom of a tunnel. <clears throat> and you walked inside to find this community of people who were interacting and practicing fighting and practicing spells and talking and eating. And you also have uh, a dragon sitting atop a horde of scrap metal, basically. And he eventually introduces himself as Dressacrook. And that's where we're at. And all of you ended up meeting these important people in your lives or having this interaction about something relevant from your past. And <clears throat> that's kind of where we left off. I also think it might be potentially relevant to say that Modus got healed of his nausea. Oh, that is a good call. But Devesh did not. Yes. That's right. 
and nauseated is is bad. Like you can't yeah. take any actions except moving. Uh-huh. It's like bad. It's a really uh-huh. bad condition to have. Yeah, it's super great to have. It's awful. <laughs> if only there was someone other than a vest who could heal you. Yep. Basically. <laughs> That's yeah. what it boils down how to. Does, how does Devesh feel about Baza being given command of a bunk, bunch of hunky vests? <clears throat> Devesh so, is... We'll get there. We'll get there. I actually wanted to, to start off this session by giving you a little bit of time to give me one interaction that you might have with the people who you've, who, who you've just met or these people who you have a past with or whatever this whole situation is that you are experiencing. I'd like to give every character a moment just to have one interaction before we move on to the next thing. Uh, Boz is gonna walk up to the commander of his uh, Thunder from Down Under crew. Hello. Okay, so at Crickman, how, how are you? You guys have a ship, right? Well, we're more of a, we're more of a commando squad. And the ship would take us where we need to go, drop us off and then we would, Go and do whatever we needed to do. Okay, but like, is that your transport, or do you need us to transport you? The Silver Alliance would provide the transport. Okay, thank God, because like, Devesh is not letting you on his ship. I was not aware that there would be any sort of conflict. He wasn't either, and then it happened. Is there anything I might say to make him more oh, amenable? Not. Just avoid them, but 30 foot radius, all times. I will do as you say. Appreciate it. Baz is going to go find some snacks. Cool. You find all the snacks. Oh, they're all gone. Does our interaction, is it is it intended that it is with the person that is our significant person? It's totally up to you. <clears throat> I really want to go talk to Janet's mom. <laughs> Janet's mom has got it. Going. Go for it. Oh fuck! What's her name? Uh, I think it's Oriana. Uh, we're gonna go with Oriana because I think that's at least close. Okay. And Ryan. She's a Dow, right? What's that? She's a Dow, right? A Dow. A What's the Earth Ifrit? Oh, Reed. Oh, Reed. Oh, uh, Ryan, the name of the commander. I can't remember if I gave you a, a name in the last episode. I'll say I didn't write it down, so I don't think you did. Okay. We're going to go with Torrentus. Torrentus. Um, yeah, Mitch, feel free to have that interaction if you want. Yeah, I'm going to, um, like, tell my mentor. I'll talk to her later and then walk over to... Very well, Zakim. I'm sorry, Devesh. Uh, th- thanks. And I'll go over to Janet's mom. Um we just decided her name, and I completely didn't write it down. Oriana Snakehole. <laughs> oh um, my god! I don't like it. <laughs> um, but I am going to walk over and uh, say, uh, ex- "Excuse me, ma'am. Um, you're an Oreed, right?" Hello. Yes, I am. Hi, I'm an Afreed. You're I can see like, this the closest to me that I've met since, like, leaving my parents. I just wanted to say hi. Bless you. 
Wonderful. Like, bless your soul, I guess. God damn it. <laughs> yes, you are an Afrit. It's wonderful to see someone of an elemental background, like myself. Uh, you said that you left your parents. Are your parents from the Plane of Fire? You know, um, you know, that's a good question. Um, I have an answer to it, though, because I remember. Uh, no, they're actually uh, from uh, Verses. Um, we grew up closer to the sunny side rather than the, the actual ring itself. But How interesting to see another elemental being who grew up on the material plane. It is not common, yet I envy you in many ways. Oh yeah, why is that? Well, the plane of earth is such a, a coarse place. The people there are stoic and very much similar to each other. It is, the, the place where I grew up is not as diverse as the material plane. And I think it's wonderful that someone else has the opportunity, someone else like myself has the opportunity to live among people who are different from them. Have you met my friend Vesk? I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it, I, I definitely know what you can mean by course, um, growing up on the desert side of a planet, there's a lot of sand and sand is pretty coarse, it gets everywhere. Ah, uh, yes, I too have lived somewhere with the high ground. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was the best I could do, I tried, I really tried. <laughs> Freaking nerds! Uh, uh, any, anyway, I just, um wanted to say hi um and i'm i'm glad that you uh and janet have um reconnected because i know that was important to her so what's she like may i ask um she just punches everything <laughs> you know you know She's how so angry. <laughs> you know how like um the sun is just like really angry and like melts things. <laughs> She's got this giant laser rifle and she just like shoots things and turns them into mush. And it's kind of terrifying. Oh, I appreciate that you comment on her combat ability, but what is she like as a person? She's thoughtful and she gives really good gifts. That's really nice Aww. to know. <clears throat> and she'll walk back over to um, Janet. <clears throat> Who else would like to have an interaction? We don't have to do everybody, but if, if everybody wants to, we can. Um, quick question. My notes from last session are the ramblings of a madman. So who, <laughs> um, is, is there someone there relevant to Bren? I don't remember. So there's the halfling who told you about the prison and the items in the prison. Oh. Read your notes to me. Yeah, that's what... <laughs> Load of info, links to crimes, near the prison, key near the prison, coordinates for the key, used to, that's incomplete, vault to check <laughs> his weaknesses. Cool. Um, and then it says Castiel a few dozen times. 
Yeah. So <laughs> uh, Brad, Carol Razu has that vault and she basically gave you uh, information on how to get there and um, <clears throat> what would be in there. Uh, the, the, the prison has the key to his vault is what she told you, or at least she thinks that's the case. Okay. Um, well, and you. otherwise you could like, if you wanted to interact with someone, you could walk around, you could talk to the dragon, you could talk to any of the other people who are, um, in the area. It's, it's kind of up to you. Okay. I'll, I'm going to mull it over a little bit now. Thank you for the refresher. Mm -hmm. Uh, what is Jack up to? <clears throat> kind of curious. This is like we were talking about last week. It's, it's, it's a pretty interesting situation for me to be alternate universe check mm -hmm. um there's not a lot of talking um if it looks like any of the silver alliance folks are coming to talk to me there's a creative walk away or you know mill in a corner and try to look unseen um taking of the I had already destroyed the data disk from, <laughs> from you know days ago, um, but we still have the that that augment um, piece. I forget the specifics of it, which is the only real. Actually, did um did that Borai give us give me the uh, 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 information? So or was it was it just a mention of we can go do this? It wasn't a Borai, it was a Verthani gentleman. Oh, sorry, sorry, Verthani. But yeah, um, he did. He gave you the information about the Solarian Experimentation Facility, which is essentially still an active facility. Mm -hmm. And um, <clears throat> you had said, let's blow it up. And he was like, that's the idea. Okay. Um, but he did give you information as to where to find it. And uh, But verbal information or was it a, f a physical... I think he would have given you like a data disk of some okay. sort. Yeah. Oh. Then, yeah, most of this time while everyone's milling about and getting in touch with folks from their past, uh, it's sitting there and just kind of thumbing it over, turning it in my hands. Um, and I don't know the timing on this, but would the day end with us still here? So we'll get there in a sec. Um, okay. If if you see an opportunity after you know that information as to how you want to, like what you want to do next, you can jump in and interrupt me and tell me what you're going to do. Okay. Yeah, cool. it's just uh, mostly a function of when the mirror effect ends. Okay. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Modus, what are you doing? <clears throat> uh, I think he's still hugging his, his uh, homeboy. Cool. He has to let go. Okay. It's, it's really awkward at this point. Um, but yeah. I think Vigo would, um, he would kind of take, he, he would disengage the hug, I guess, and kind of, kind of try to look, wiggle his way out, put his hands on your shoulders, on your shoulders, look at you and then say, <clears throat> Modus, how are you doing? Um, Modus will meet his gaze and <clears throat> he will say, I am doing well. I am most curious 
about all of the people here. Yeah, I, I can introduce you. We got a whole whole group here that, that I can I can introduce you to. You know, actually, some some friends like yourself. We've got a couple of people who who uh, have lived a full life, and uh, and then some. If you might word it that way, I don't know if that's respectful. Gosh, I should try to be more respectful. Um, but uh, yeah, we, we've we've got quite a few people here who are uh, maybe like you in in more ways than one. Uh, want me to introduce you? I would appreciate that. Yeah, excellent. Uh, okay, here, just just come with me. And Vigo walks you to the center of this room and makes eye contact with a um, scaly fellow, someone who looks to be not not Besk, uh, not Ikeshti. This is a race you may not have interacted with very much before. Um, <clears throat> in fact, they have wings on their back. And they do a quick little hop and they flit their wings so that their hop is a little extra high and they end up right in front of you. And it's a dragonkin gentleman. Uh, he's, he, he appears to be a, the size of a, uh, I believe that would be a, a large humanoid. Um, someone can correct me if I'm wrong on that. If you want to look up dragonkin to tell me if they're medium or large. Um, but it would be a, I think a large humanoid and they are okay thank you so he's going to appear right in front of you uh and give Vico a little like bro handshake and just say <clears throat> hello how are you bud it's good to see you what you've been up to oh who's this and Vico uh looks at Modus looks at you and back at the dragonkin gentleman who by the way he has uh bright purple scales with silver horns that that kind of curve off the top of his head um and vigo introduces you oh yeah this is uh this is modus this is uh someone you could say someone i know um <clears throat> yeah and the dragonkin responds modus how are you wonderful to meet you and he holds out his 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 hand i guess uh talons i don't know how you would describe it but he holds out his hand to shake your hand uh, modus looks down at his hand and grabs his hand but doesn't really shake it um and is just holding his hand uh you know wherever it was placed and modus says hello my name is modus i like dinosaurs and trees Hey, me too. I love dinosaurs. Not much one for trees, but I, I you know, I don't dislike them. Um, yeah, welcome to the Silver Alliance, I guess. What brings you here? What are you doing here? Uh, and Modus, Modus twitches a little bit, like he's having a glitch. Um, and his eyes flicker. And Modus responds with, we came to this location seeking what is known as a pearl of knowledge and we have ended up here uh we who who's the we where's the group uh modus turns around and gesticulates he's still holding his hand by the way okay. gesticulate gesticulates <laughs> with his other hand to the group um nearby wonderful to meet you modus it's a pleasure i really appreciate meeting new people here I, I think you'll enjoy what the silver alliance is doing we're we're a good group and we're trying to make the the, the star system a better place you know 
and he'll let go of your hand if you're allowing him to do so. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, and he proceeds to show you around a little bit if you'll follow him. Yes. And introduces you to a number of magic users, a number of people who seem like really light on their feet and they're practicing taking little shots at, at cans uh, from far away. And every now and then they'll like do a little trick move and then take their shot. Um, or they'll like look from the side of their eye to try and take the shot. Um, <clears throat> and the dragonkin says, oh yeah, these are our, um, these are operatives. They're uh, pretty, pretty talented, you know? And Vigo says, yep. Yeah, they're, they're the show-offs of the group. Um, and then they introduce you to a number of mechanics who welcome you in and just allow you to kind of meet and greet with all of them. You see a couple drones. You see a drone that looks like a, um, like a hover drone that looks a little bit like a, a flying insect. You see a, a combat drone that looks like a it's standing on two legs. It has a very blocky appearance and it's got these two arms. One arm's got a hammer on it. The other arm has a long arm attached to it. Uh, you see another drone that has, um, it's, uh, the, the mechanic is working with it to make it disappear and reappear. It's a stealth, stealth drone. And then you do see a number of other individuals who have an exocortex as well, like you. Are they Borai? Uh, there is one that, isn't Borai, but does appear to be undead. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, Modus will approach the undead one that looks similarly to him. Hello. Oh, well, these voices are exactly the same. God dang. <laughs> um, <laughs> hello. <laughs> How are you? What's your name? Hello. My name is Modus. I like dinosaurs and trees. Cool. Uh, and after a little bit of conversation, you realize he's a Varculac, um, which is essentially someone who died with a passion to keep living and mm -hmm. stayed undead. They stayed animate, basically. Um, <clears throat> after talking to him for a bit, you find that his passion that kept him alive was just a, a drive to explore and learn more about the galaxy. Um, yeah. And they'll kind of welcome you into the group and let you talk a little bit with them and tell you about what they know with their exocortexes and their um, drones. And you can go ahead and take a plus two to your next computer's check after conversing with them uh, to kind of gain a little bit more experience by speaking with them. Okay. Janet, what are you up to? Um, I feel like I'm past being upset with my mom now because okay. I'm just so excited to have her back. So I feel like we're probably just growing out around Andy. Yeah, she's having a good time with that. And oh, okay. I do want to ask her, how do you talk to girls? Oh, 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 is there, is there someone that you're interested in? Yeah. Someone named Lexi. She's super cool. But I always feel really awkward around her. Oh, you know, I, I bad kiss her. So that's not helpful. I can't say much about whether or not, or I can't say much about talking to girls because 
I've always been more interested in guys, but I, I have to say that you just have to be yourself, sweetheart. And you just have to be, you know, <laughs> I'm going to be a terrible mom. <laughs> I'll shoot a bunch of things. So whip out my laser and just shoot a bunch of things. That's basically myself. That's what girls like, right? Okay. Um, I think it depends on the girl. Um, well, tell me about her. What's she like? Well, she's super cool. She has a bunch of tattoos and like partially shaven head. She also has a big, um, uh, it's not Shotolashu, right? Or no, what's the race? It's a Thakasa, yeah. Yeah, she has a big Thakasa. When you say that, your mom interrupts you. And she says, that's how you need to connect with this girl. You need to talk about Andy. She needs to talk about her Thakasa. What did you say the name was? Rick? Rick. Oh, oh, Brick. One, oh, I feel like you two are going to get along just fine. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. <laughs> um, she'll, she'll give her a little advice here, and she might even say a little bit about your dad. Um, and I think she would stop herself before she said too much, but she would ask, have you seen your father? No, I haven't seen him since I was a kid. I left pretty young. Hmm. Was he okay when you left? He seemed okay, as okay as you could be for a single dad with a really unruly kid. He didn't seem happy. Okay. Well, maybe at some point, if it's okay with you, I might try to find him again. Why did you leave him? It had a lot to do with you. I didn't want to... I didn't want you to... Oh, God. Oh, my God! Oh, you need to let me finish. Jenna <laughs> immediately you starts crying. You are the reason for your parents' divorce. <laughs> this just is. You are the reason. Can I, can I maybe, like, cut that and say that differently? <laughs> no! No, stick with it. You, have, you said that with your whole chest, Emma. Uh, I think, because I think what really she was going for is it, it had a lot to do with her not wanting to be, um, yeah, okay. It had a lot to do with me not wanting to force you down a path that you wouldn't, that you wouldn't take otherwise. And at the same time, your father and I didn't have much in common anymore. I was from, I was from a whole different plane. I was from a whole different area where I lived within the earth. And that was simply all that I knew growing up. And coming to the material plane was a little overwhelming for me. It was wonderful, but it was overwhelming in many ways. And I just don't think your father and I had a lot in common. And when we had you, it wasn't, we weren't able to, uh, I didn't want to make sure that I wanted to make sure that you didn't grow up thinking you had to be one way. And I'm very much one way and one track and one thing that I do is fight and that's all. And I didn't want you to think that was your only option. So is that where you, did you go back home? Did you go back to your plane? For a while. I went back to the plane of earth, 
But I found that my time on the material plane left me disconnected from my home. There's so much more that the, the material plane can offer than, than the plane of earth can. And after some time there again, I just realized that I didn't quite fit in anymore. And I went back to the material plane and I tried to do what I do best and help people with my skills. And my skills are simply to fight others. And so I joined the Silver Alliance. After some time, I was noticed by, by, by Dresser Crook and he brought me in. And since then I have, I've been working for him as a, how would you put it, a mercenary of sorts. I'm not officially part of the Silver Alliance, but I do help them from time to time. Do you think you can maybe help us out? I would be honored. Jana hugs her again. It was because of you that I left. I'm so sorry. That was, that was not at all what I was getting at. Like, oh, it was so just funny. Wow. Oh, I was uh, just like, actually, she was like, so like why did you dress like that? Actually, kind of had to do with you. Just <laughs> pulling that knife out of the back to stick it in her face. Right like, like, in many ways, yeah, it was the reason oh, because man. she didn't want to. Yeah. But it wasn't you, yeah. you. It was, it was me, not you. <laughs> okay, mom. Yeah. Oh okay, Bryn. Um, so would this um, halfling person actually know anything about like the current state of the prison that I was in? Uh, she does know. Uh, she, when when you ask this question, she says, "Oh, oh, I didn't, I didn't understand that you didn't realize this, but um, you see, just a, just a few days ago, actually, Discord completely abandoned the facility." It's it's empty now. I'm I'm not really sure why. I'm not sure why, but it's it's completely empty. There's nobody there anymore, as far as I know. Um, it could be a great opportunity to investigate it. Uh, apparently, if there is something there, then maybe it would be easy to obtain. I'm not quite sure. Okay. Do you know what happened to the inmates? I couldn't say. It's hard to really say what Discorp does. I, I'd hate to, no, I, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but. <laughs> it's so funny when it's like appropriate. You can't have the best timing. Best timing. He really does. He can't even hear you guys. In before we're going to be fighting like genetically altered prisoners as part oh, of God. the final battle. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> She doesn't know where the prisoners are, okay. uh, but she is a little concerned that if the prisoners, if they abandon the facility, and if they're doing all this sketchy crap on the side, maybe they're using the prisoners in a way that isn't really that amazing. Maybe they're doing things to them like they did to the Copaxi people, but at the same time, it's it's really hard to say. Yeah. Would would anyone out there know? Is there any sense in me like casting a Kashuk record to maybe search for like news about the you? Prison? You you definitely could. Yeah, um, let's do that a little bit later. Okay, I want to resolve this day. Okay. Um, essentially, you you spend the entire day at the Silver Alliance's headquarters, which is inside of this vol volcano. By the end of the day, you see a little space goblin 
who walks up to all of you and says, um, hello, um, excuse me, um, hello. Uh, and she's tapping on, on, uh, <laughs> she's tapping on Devesh's, uh, uh, kneecaps. Um, hello, hello. Yeah. What, what, what? Oh, excuse, I'm sorry. I did not mean to disturb you. Uh, but hello. Um, yes. Uh, Dressy Crook has asked me to help you. Has asked <laughs> you to help us do what? Follow, 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 follow. And she just starts walking and saying, follow, 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 follow. Uh, and she looks back and then she... Oz is right behind her. Yeah, we're going to... She's like, oh, hello, what is oh. your name? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Devesh will say to the rest of the group, I guess we're going to follow. I think the word you're looking for is... Is, is the follow, goblin, follow, follow. Is the follow, space follow, goblin follow. like trotting or like dancing or like... She, She's kind of trotting. That's a good way to put it. Um, she's she's kind of bouncing back and forth from side to side as she steps. Pause uh, mirroring her movements. Modus, very excited. Modus leaves the the group of the mechanics and like waves goodbye and then steps behind the space goblin and immediately begins mimicking how she's moving. Amazing. So this this six seven seven foot tall Verthani or Borai is just like bouncing behind this girl. So, Yep. The tiny space goblin, the skittermander, and the massive techno dude are doing the exact same thing right now. Yes. <laughs> yep. I love this. Um, and you get back into Dressa Crux chamber. And she says, um, hello. And she, she taps Devesh on the kneecaps again. She's looking at you. Um, hello. Yes. Okay. Can, I, can, I, can I help you? No, I, I help you. Right, but okay, come this way. And then she she <laughs> looks at there, there's a there's a <laughs> you guys oh, had so much man. fun making the voice of this character. <laughs> um, Devesh, um, Devesh will finger the ignition switch on his plasma sword just just a little. <laughs> Alex's face. <laughs> Alex is like, did you have to use that verb? Um, so the <laughs> phrasing, um, phrasing. This little canceled by FX. <laughs> this little space goblin is wearing this really um, flowy little top and uh, some like like cargo pants type, but they're more form fitting. Um, <clears throat> and the top is is kind of like. Oh, you know what? I was going to say it's dirty, but it's actually, it's pristine. Like she keeps this super clean and she walks you over to a pile. It's just a pile of equipment, like straight up. There's a bunch of shit there. And she said, okay, okay. Um, what, y yes. Um, I was told by dresser crook himself to give you, yes. Um, and she points, there is guns. There is armor. There is, um, hmm. It's for you. And well, thank thank you kindly. I I clean for you. And she picks up a weapon and she starts cleaning it. And then she said, "You want this one?" No. And then she puts it down and she starts cleaning another one. And she holds, "Do you want this one?" No. 
Uh, and she'll do this with all of you until you, you kind of figure out which one you want. Um, or you can just say, screw it. I just want to look through the equipment myself. And she'll, she'll be a little bit like, oh, no, no. Uh, oh, wait. Oh, oh, no, no, no. Okay. And let you kind of go ahead and do that. Wait, I want her to pick something for me. I love this character as Mitch. Mm. <laughs> Devesh is not a happy person. <laughs> uh, uh. I want her to pick something for Janet. She will. Okay, so the way that we're going to do this for all of you, because partially I was focusing on other things, and I also partially wanted to make sure that you guys got what you wanted. So I'm going to give you some time to pick out any level seven armor and any one level seven weapon that you would like to choose. Ooh. So you can go through the entire equipment list, take a look, and it doesn't have to happen now. We can, we can do it now if you want, or we can move on and say you all have level seven weapons and level seven armor. But I am gonna step away for a sec and use the restroom, then I'll be right back. But Emma, we're only level six. Correct. <laughs> you can Wait, use anything. You can any use an like... item one level above. Oh, yeah, it's exactly. power armor, baby. I was, I was, I was angling, Mitch. Oh, angling. oh, I see, I see. You know the thing you guys do to me. We're like, oh man, <gasps> we're still level seven. Oh yeah. my god, can I have a sword cane? A sword cane, of course. There's definitely a sword cane. Okay, so here's the caveat though. Um, before, also Vanessa, can you mute your mic? I'm sorry. Oh yeah. Thanks. Before you pick, this little goblin says, um, okay, so I have a, I, I need to ask you, um, if there is something that you pick, you must give something up because we are a small um, environment and we, we, um, we need to make sure that we take care of each other. And I, um, yes, I, I have to ask that you um, give us one thing that you have uh, in return. Uh, so if, if you if, if if you take armor, then then please please give armor. Um, if if you take weapon, then then please give give weapon, uh, so that we can make sure the people who are uh, fighting, <laughs> yes, um, get their weapons and armor. Um, yes. Also, my name is Persimmon. That's adorable. Mm. <laughs> Do you know my brother Kumquat? I, I, <laughs> I don't know no. what this reference is that you guys no. are doing. <laughs> no. <laughs> Do you know my brother Kumquat? <laughs> Has anybody met my brother before? I hear he's on an adventure. I am sad now. I have been waiting for him for a long time. Did you guys like like meet some some dead little goblin before I joined the party? <laughs> Oh man! Other uh, podcast. Other... Oh, okay, I was like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> I am very sad. Uh, so she said, "It's either armor or a weapon, correct?" One of each. No, you get one of each. Yeah. My God, Emma, can I give up grenades for the for the sword cane? Sure. Um, can I just ask that you give up at least two for the for one sword cane? Cool. Sword cane. Nice. Boy, is it really handy that I still have my crappy first level semi auto pistol. Oh. Someone got a box of weapons, right? It'll be good for Persimmon. Uh, is there a level below tactical for a plasma sword? I don't think so. 
there's not. I just, the, the tactical one is level nine. Um, we can, we can level it down. I'm okay with that. Okay. Yeah. So how cool would you be if I asked for power armor that I can't use? <laughs> <laughs> how dumb would that be? Uh, if you want it, you're more than welcome to take it. Oh my god. Modus in a suit of power armor is just is tickling me pink. And for the armor upgrades that we currently have, can we just swap them over to our new ship? Mm -hmm. That's fine. Dope. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> okay. Oh yeah, Boz is going to strip out of his Defrex hide and take a suit of uh, he suit too. Yeah, so I know which weapon I'm taking. I assume I can take a, a, a Solarian crystal in lieu of an actual weapon. I'm okay with that. Okay. Yeah. Only because um, you've already given me so many cool weapons. I'm glad you like it. Um, I think what we'll do is move on, and then you can take some time to pick out more stuff that you, or pick out what you want, or, or make a choice on what you want later. Um, or even as we're playing, you can take a look through it if you don't need to be 100% focused on what, what's happening in the moment. Um, <clears throat> Dressicruck approaches you, Devesh, and says, okay. yes, and says, I believe that our um, mechanics might be able to work a few wonders on your ship. Would you be opposed to them taking some time to let's say, provide some upgrades for your vessel. Uh, I would love that on the condition that I get to help. 100% absolutely. I would never guess anything other than that. I would never Best. want anything other than that. The best, yeah. do you need my help pimping your ride? <laughs> um, I mean, Baza, if you want to help, I get the feeling that they're not going to go with your uh, plan to create a quote unquote Baza launcher end quote. That's a great idea. Terrible idea. Just launch me at the ship. I'll take him out. Everybody should know this. <laughs> it is important that you guys upgrade your ship. But it is also going to take three days. Fine. Third. Out of our 20, what, 28 days that we have left? 27 days that we have left? Something like it's, that? It's something like mid-20s, yeah. I mean, we'll have to do it. Dude, mm, mm. Yeah, you want to um, get to the final battle with a busted ass jinky ship? Hey, you you take that back, sir. <laughs> You've had a dinosaur living in it for months. That's fair. Um, Boss, yeah. what? There's a rail launcher. <gasps> to be fair, I had already purchased a rail gun that was on it. Oh. Yeah, but. Now there's a bigger one. Cool. Okay. So three days. Uh, can I assume that we just kind of pass those three days by and, and move on to the next thing? Mm -hmm. Okay. This is the new ship that you are piloting, the A&D Vagabond, which is now at a tier six. Uh, you can go ahead and open it up. It is in the Zoom chat. And it's pretty cool. There's got some, got some new features, some new things that you have that are available to you guys. Um, all the expansion bays are the same. You have a medical bay, you have a uh, cargo hold, you got a smuggler's hold. Um, main things to note is you have a higher AC, so you're harder to hit. You have a higher target lock, so you're harder to hit with tracking weapons. Um, 
you are a little bit slower, but you are quite a bit stronger. You have a rail launcher at the front, you have a flak thrower at the back, which can also be used to like knock out target lock weapons. So if a missile is targeting you guys and trailing you, then you can use a flak thrower to potentially knock it out. Um, and you have a coil gun at the front or as a turret that goes 20 hexes, which is, I believe, a longer range than you may have had before. I'm not quite sure. It is. Um, you also have a computer that is a Mark IV duo node, which gives you plus four now to any two checks during Starship combat, which I really haven't done at all hey. yet. But that's a big one. Um, that's a big one. And your sensors now give you a plus two bonus rather than just a plus one. Um, <clears throat> so there, there's a lot of cool stuff. You can take a look at it. But you get on the Vagabond, it looks shiny and new, and there is definitely a lot of subtle changes to the exterior, of, or there are a few subtle changes to the exterior that make it appear just beefier, right? Um, where are we heading? I think we had agreed in the Discord that you guys were going to go to Geese Rook Mill mm -hmm. yep. uh, and talk to the Tieflings as well. And then go to speak with or go to Bryn's prison. Does that still sound good? Yes. Yeah, both that sound good. Sound great. Um, which one do you want to do first of those three? Go ahead and talk about it. Um, well, we know right now that the I, I can refer to everybody that the prison is currently presumably like abandoned, um, or at the very least is not functional fun functioning normally. Um, so it might be a good time to hit that. I am good with this course of action. I am not opposed to that course of action. <laughs> cool. Sounds like a trap. I mean, yeah. So maybe we should square debts. Should I have rolled sense motive on the halfling? <laughs> I mean, if, I don't, if we die, we don't have debts anymore. It's... That is a great way of looking at it, in my personal opinion. <laughs> I, I would prefer a lack of death, personally. Look, I'm sure that I can pull off a reverse prison break, even if it is functioning currently. Are you sure about that? Strong, 89.7% sure. But a strong one. I don't want any minus. That doesn't help, though, because, like, it's still an 89.7% chance. That means there's a 10.3% chance that we fail. First of all, I'm impressed by your brilliant mind uh, doing that math that quickly. That would have taken me at least a half an hour to figure out. <laughs> But do we I'm not. <laughs> Mitch is not actually sure it's correct. He it is, is correct. It's correct. Cool. Cool. <laughs> Math. Teacher life. It would have, would have been funny if it wasn't correct. <laughs> yeah. Both Brittany and Brinuay are impressed by that. Oh um, my gosh. Well, we, we're going either way, you know, right? Right. But right. like, we could we could go talk to Geese first and like potentially meet up with some tiefling type potential you, allies you think we're gonna a, meet somebody who wants to reverse prison break with us within a day of meeting us to be fair Brinue, you got on a ship with us having known us for less than five hours i am not in the middle animal. of a, a basically a reverse prison break except for the prison was a university 
which I guess in response to that, education. I had alter ulterior motives. Uh, I needed to get off of that planet. And also, I'm not a good example for what most people will do. <laughs> if we need allies, I have a bunch of Vesk dancers. Nope. They, they'll, they'll be great at breaking into a prison. They go in command, though. Guys, as far as we know, it won't even have to be a break-in. And second of all, if you need an authority on breaking into this prison, hello, I was imprisoned there. I don't think you're going to find anybody that's going to be more helpful helping you break into that prison than I will be. I'm Re honestly rewind. doing a Re pause. huge... What? Pause and rewind. You were in prison? I'm sorry. I thought that you could tell that from the everything about me. <laughs> I mean, it was implied, but it had never been confirmed until now. I think we should... Do we have time off. to talk about this? <laughs> have, have you never been to prison? Me? No. I make it a rule to not go to prison. I'm making a rule to go to prison just for fun. To add That's a bad rule. Modus yeah. turns the volume of Netflix or Starflix <laughs> incredibly high. I just it adds I some flavor. I didn't think you two were good enough smugglers to have avoided prison this whole time. Listen, some, everyone gets boarded, uh, boarded by Packworld Navy sometimes, mm -hmm. and sometimes you have to ditch the cargo. Also, no, we're not <laughs> smugglers. We're legitimate businessmen. Yeah, we, we deal only in legitimate salvage. Okay, legitimate businessmen, do you want to let the criminals handle this one? I oh, still want to go. Really good, really good point. Um, yeah, if let's, I mean, trying I guess, to become reformed, thank you very much. Lotus stands up, walks next to, next to Brinue and like puts his hand on her shoulders. Yes, let the former criminals handle this one. <laughs> um, Somehow it oh, hurts when it comes from you, Modus. <laughs> But, Modus, are you including yourself in that? That is a correct assessment. <laughs> Modus is a criminal. I mean, we're all technically criminals, but, um, because yeah. we were all accessory or completing smuggling. But anyway, I, however, um, have not yet been caught. And that makes it not illegal. Wait, what? It's only illegal if you get caught. Anyway, yes, let's go to the prison, because I don't see any reason not to. Give me Amazing. a D4. We could, have, <laughs> we could have saved ourselves five minutes of conversation. A two. A two. Takes two days to get over to the diaspora so near Idari. So we have like 16-ish days until first of Roma. Can we deal with that after the session? Sure. <laughs> Thanks. I'm just terrified. Okay. Fear.jpg. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you end up at the diaspora and you would... And, go to these coordinates that this halfling gave you. And you would recognize this as the prison that you left and came in, like the first time you were, were shuttled there and the first and the, the time that you left. The lights seem dark. There's no traffic of any kind. There is nothing happening on this asteroid. And essentially D13, this is the name of the prison uh, or it's the number of the prison. The facility is built into the side of an asteroid, um, and it just looks empty as far as you can tell, but there's a landing pad you'd be able to land on and work your way into the facility with. Okay, let's land on it and work our way in. Um, now, like, I obviously, I, I, like, told you guys about my vision. Did I tell you about this part of it? Because I, I want to get the uh, key, right, to the vault. That's... Mm -hmm. So we need to go to Razu's office, which I 
should know where it is, right? How to get there. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So is there, I mean, like, there's no one there? So far. Okay. Okay. Gang, follow me. So we're going in and headed toward the office. So it's a. I'm scared of how, like, silent evidence, like, (laughs) I, I'll just say it really quick. We go into the office and we open the painting behind the desk and we get the key and then we leave. <laughs> We're good. <laughs> Yay! Thank you for that uh, Step by step, you would end up walking into the prison first. And everything's open. No locks on any of the doors. The doors simply open up as you walk through them. And it seems like there's some sort of latent power that's powering some systems. And then like not functioning with others. Like there are some doors that are half closed. Some lights are flickering um, and most lights are out, Um, but the entrance to the facility does slide open enough to where you could all get through. As we're walking in, Boz is gonna go up to Brim, just tug her coat sleeve. I'll see how you got out. Like everything's open. This place is a dump. (laughs) Well, they actually, they let me out. Um, That's a terrible prison. <laughs> they let me out because I was done with my sentence. <laughs> oh, you just waited. Oh, I thought you broke that. I know. I just waited. Oh. I just waited. <laughs> I was just gonna walk ahead. <laughs> so while while we're just prior to all of us going in, Jack goes and activates the mirror again. Okay. For that survival boost. Okay. And the shift to that silvery, bloody coat. And the new armor that we were given. Mm-hmm. Um, previously, Jack was wearing, um, I think it was uh, Defrex hide. And like it was kept in pretty good repair, but it had some nicks, some rips. You know, it, the, 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 the leather was kind of shifted. And now uh, she's wearing a, a D-suit. And it's it's crisp, it's clean, the boots are shined, all of that. Persimmon did a good job with that. She did a very good I job. Continue, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, and coming out of the ship, you, you've, it's been two days of like kind of wearing this armor and how it's felt. But coming out of the ship, it is scuffed. It's bloody again. Um, and yeah, it says, say nothing, but. And wandering around in silvery white fur. I forgot I an important point detail. Out, I do want to point out something that I had not put together until this moment, but Jack and Baza have been wearing matching outfits this entire time. Yay. Oh my God. Cute. I did miss an important detail. <laughs> that was an important detail. We needed to know that, Finnick. As you leave the ship, the... Uh, I mean, you're on an asteroid with no atmosphere. And so your armor is engaged, your helmet is on, or whatever that would look like for you. Maybe it's you're wearing some sort of a headband that that helps create a force field around your head that keeps the air in um, and keeps your environmental protections. And it's up to you. I, that However you want to play that and flare that is your call. But you do step out of the Vagabond and it is weightless. And you do have to work your way from the vagabond over into the prison. So the whole prison is zero gravity at the moment. We're not going to play with zero G rules right now, simply because most of this is story aspect. 
and I'm not going to make you roll those acrobatic checks unless it becomes relevant, you know? Um, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you enter the prison and you, you float through the doors that open up for you. Some lights are flickering. Some doors are half closed. And you work your way down a hallway. And Bryn, you would recognize this hallway. And you would know where to go. Tell me what you're doing. So is this the hallway that leads down to Razu's office? Or is this just a... Yeah, if you remember from the vision that you had, there was the hallway that left, like the, the main entrance to the building, the hallway that mm -hmm. led you outside. At the time, there would have been a force field that protected anybody leaving the facility, uh, going mm -hmm. to the landing bay, but none of that is happening right now. And so essentially... <laughs> Just let Finnick jam already, jeez. <laughs> He's asked politely enough here. time. <laughs> Here. Mm, um, and so the hallway leads out toward the exit slash entrance of the prison. This is the one that you would have been running away from on your way during that escape that you had an alternate reality vision of. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Are there any signs in this hallway of what may have occurred there like where everyone is like give me give me a survival check anybody feel free to give me a survival check also Bryn you would know that there's an offshoot hallway near the entrance that goes to Razu's office 28 28 thanks nice job Jack well did did go uh homicidal for this yep 18 Finnick got a 20 not 20 nice <laughs> Alex, Jack would notice it's almost as if everybody picked up their stuff and left. Uh, it seems not as if there was much struggle, but more so things are a little bit disheveled, kind of like, oh shit, we got to pick up our stuff. We got to get out of here right now. And some evidence of that would be there are some office desks in some of the offices near the entrance where they would be maybe processing prisoners or having conversations with prisoners. And those desks are going to have, they're going to like, the drawers are open. There are maybe like a pen and paper, pad and paper uh, to, to write on that are just still on the desk. Like people didn't really take everything that they could. Just little things here and there everywhere that kind of show that. I think you also would notice that, and you, you might put two and two together with this with such a high roll, but the, the doors to the cells are all open, which probably means they were trying to get the prisoners out in a hurry. They didn't think to close the cells again uh, afterwards. And it doesn't seem like there was, some of the doors are half open. Some of the doors are all the way open. Some of them are just open, like just enough to get a body through, um, a, a, like a medium-sized person through. Um, yeah. Remind me, uh, Bryn, the, the halfling informant didn't have any, like they didn't have any knowledge of why they, or where they took them or where they, or why they left? No, all they told me was that Discorp had abandoned the prison and they didn't know anything about what, have hap what would have happened to any of the prisoners or anything or why they, why they abandoned it. Because everybody was drummed out of here pretty quick. And I would start like just pointing around to like, 
you know, they left their, their morning coffee just, just sitting there. Mm-hmm. Or I guess it's floating now. It would be floating now, yeah. But you would you might see a coffee cup that is floating with a little bit of liquid that's just kind of hanging out. Does Devesh see this? Sure, yeah. Yeah, Devesh is going to walk over and like sip the coffee out of... Oh, wait, no, I can't because we're yeah. in... We don't have air. You don't have breathing. Unless your helmet is like one of those ones where you can like put the beer into the... Uh, Boz is going <laughs> to notice this. Go climb up to Devesh, grab the coffee cup, take a <gasps> deep breath, pop open the mask, take a sip, bring it back down. <laughs> Just to remind you, you have pressurized lungs. Yeah, which that's what I do. Protected. I ignore oh. the effects of going into zero G. I, I was yeah. about to say, but you. <laughs> cool. Incredible. Fascinating. Um, and what are the chances I can make it down to my cell? Definitely can do that. Uh, Baza, was it was it good bed calf or like was it bad bed? Yeah, it was bad. Okay. Nah. Yeah, you can do that. Give me a survival I would like check, Bryn. I would like to do it. Or, that's kind of um, perception, survival, oh, yeah. or mm, I'll let you do, yeah, profession or survival or culture. Wait, I can do perception. Sure. Okay. Uh, 20. There is an object that seems left behind floating in the cell. And it is a little pin that your friend kept with her. Uh, it's an image of a uh, Starfinder Society pin. And it's, it's, or it's, it's just a Starfinder Society pin, a little tiny one. Uh, it doesn't look to be like a badge. Um, maybe, and, and you can kind of come up with this, but where I'm, what I'm thinking is that this character looked up to the Starfinder Society. This individual looked up to the Starfinder Society as people who kind of protect the the packed worlds or help people when who are needing help. Um, and this pin is floating in the air. And you would know that this pin meant a great deal to your friend. For her to leave it here would be a little bit disconcerting. Yeah, so that's very distressing to me. And there's no sign of what might have happened to her. Not really. The door is half open, so probably two people could leave the cell at one time. I think that's about okay, all you're going to Can get. I um can I now do the Akashic uh download spell to see if I can find anything out about what happened at this prison? Yeah. Can I search generally for like the prison itself and then maybe try a specialized search for the name Durst, which is the name of my friend? Yeah, definitely. This is a spell that you're casting, so you're going to get whatever information you can. And I believe the way the spell works, we've been doing it slightly wrong in the past. Uh, you you download it onto your personal comm device and you have it there for a certain amount of time and you can peruse it. And then it eventually leaves and goes back into the cosmos. Yeah. Um, but the way that I'm going to kind of flare this is that you still do get those memories in your brain as they go into your personal comm device. <clears throat> so you would actually, you'd see the prison in the middle of an evacuation of sorts. Um, the first image that comes into your mind is a flashing red light. And when your eyes adjust, you then see you're in the hallway where all of the main prison cells, that all of the main prison cells line. And there are a few floors that go top to bottom. Uh, and you see all of the doors open. 
And as the doors open, uh, prisoners begin rushing out. It's just a stampede of prisoners rushing from their cells out into the hallway and then from the hallway down toward the entrance. And you would see your friend, Durst, who is following this group. And as she leaves her cell, she, she gets pulled out by her cellmate. Her cellmate grabs her arm and says, come on, we've got to go. We need to go. Come now. And she doesn't quite get a chance to pick up her Starfinder Society pin from the small table that's just sitting in your cell. And she reaches for it, and then her friend or her cellmate pulls her out, and she's now in the sea of people, and you follow above her. And as she's working her way out, uh, there are armed guards at the end, and they're shouting orders. And the armed guards say, C block, over here, D block, this way, E block, this way. Um, and they're funneling people into like, almost like pens. Uh, and you would kind of continue like an, a bird's eye view over the rest of this group that's just leaving the cells. And you would see as you continue to kind of fly, quote unquote, upward, there's some sort of a ship that is docked at the entrance to the cell. And there are dividers to the entrance of, I'm sorry, not the entrance of the cell, the entrance to the prison. And there are dividers that are essentially funneling people into each divider. Uh, and the, the people who are leading this, the prison guards, are kind of pushing people into divider versus divider. And they're saying, okay, C block, you're in this one. D block, you're in this one. And then as you zoom out, there's this massive ship. It's very blocky. Uh, and it's just loading people on, kind of attached to the entrance of this prison. You see a couple fighters, uh, like starships, that are circling overhead. And you also see a guard who is in a spacesuit on the exterior of the cell or of the, the ship. And he's uh, like hanging off of the, the ship with one arm. And he has his hand up to his ear in his space helmet, like on the side of his space helmet. And he's, he's saying something. It, it seems as if they're mobilizing a way to get all of the individuals out of this facility as fast as they can. Okay. Yeah, that's what you would see. In terms um, of like a specific answer to the question, I don't think you would find it. Um, yeah. Okay. So I'll like go ahead and relay to everyone that they took all of the prisoners out of here, like relatively unplanned as fast as possible onto some starships and there were like like fighters and stuff there but I don't really know where they went or where they took any of them but we should head to Razu's office now unless anyone else has is any is interested in this <laughs> random prison and you'll you'll be able to make your way over to Razu's office and as you do that you you work your way into the office and you do find that that the same painting that you saw in your vision is there and it is still closed you can go ahead and open it if you'd like. Yes, I'm absolutely going to go instantly investigate the painting, try and pull it away from the wall, see if that space is behind there. Cool. Um, the empty space is behind there. 
and you do actually see the ring that you were looking for, the note inside. Are you reading it? Yes. It has a location as well as a passcode that are on the paper and it's handwritten paper, right? Uh, and it was floating in the little space when you picked it up. And you're not sure exactly why Razu was able to just felt comfortable leaving this there. Maybe something happened. Maybe Razu forgot about it. Maybe Razu... Maybe he wasn't there when they... Maybe he wasn't there when they did that. Um, There could be a lot of reasons, but it's probably a little bit strange that he didn't make sure this was safe, considering knowing what you know. So it's a little bit sus is what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, that's that's what we came for. We have this location and like passcode, which may lead directly to a terrible trap or might lead to important information that would help bring down Razu. But honestly, guys, at this point, I don't know if getting dirt on Razu is going to be the most helpful thing i mean if we have time we could check it out but i am a little worried about it being a trap and like we're about to like go to full-scale war in like a few weeks and i don't know if like the political aspects of it i don't know what do you guys think your mission i know i'm torn now though i'm torn now i've slowed down to think about it so that is something that you could think of over the course of a number of days too and you could have those conversations as things continue on. So if you want to think about that more and have Bryn think about that more, that would be okay too. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What does anyone else think? I mean, I'm down to go and check it out like right away. How far away is the location on there? It's too far to really go without drift. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, we should do the other thing that's in range. Yeah. There's Geese Rook Meal. And Geese then Rook there Meal. is also the um, Tiefling Ship. The new, yeah. The new... Rising hope. hope. Rising hope. Yeah. Of the two, do you guys want to meet the tieflings or do you guys want to uh, return something to Geese Rickmill? Sebastian Baza is probably going to go yeah. drop off what we owe to our buddy. Yep. We could also split the party. A couple of you could go one way, a couple of you could go another. That would well, mean that obviously... we're dropping off our allies on a foreign ship of, with unknown intent. True. Because we're taking the ship. If the discussion comes up of splitting the party, even more murder hobo Jack than normal is going to point out that uh, she's got a date with a Rathani that she could uh, do while the rest of you are taking care of clerical work or busy work. I obviously, I owe something to uh, Geese Lukemel as well, so... I'm interested in, I, I like to keep my word. So I'm interested on delivering in, I'm interested in delivering on that promise. <clears throat> Modus does not have an opinion. Okay. It takes you one day to get to Idari. And Geese Rukmil immediately pings you. Of course. And mm-hmm. he welcomes, welcomes you in and, and says, I believe you have something of mine. And he's a little bit upset, but with a little bit of, Diplomacy. Give me a diplomacy check, Mitch. 
I got you. Or anybody actually. Oh, Sorry. Can, I, Ooh, can I can I assist Baza? Yeah, that's fine. Wait, I'm doing diplomacy too. Oh, okay, then um 27. Uh Mitch, are you helping me? Yeah. 33. Okay. Um Yeah, I, so I got, yeah. you're able to talk him down from his brief anger. Um and he was just goes in. up to the vid. Do are we on VidCom? Sure. Baza just like pulls up and does like little puppy dog eyes. Just cool. when he hears him be grumpy. Cool. And uh, you're able to pass off the painting as well as the alcohol, as well as sell the crate that you had acquired, Mitch. Mm -hmm. um, and he'll give you, let's say, oh, I don't know, 150 credits. Works for me. Cool. Um, and with that, you can make your way over to the tiefling ship, which is another full day of travel away from Idari. Oh, so they've, they've moved since their initial. Yeah, they've, they've spaced out a little bit, um, from the initial time that they appeared. And there's now a seeming, seemingly like a, a highway that's going between Idari and this vessel. Um, seems like people are going back and forth between the two. It's not super populous, like you don't have tons and tons of traffic, but there's definitely a steady stream of vehicles that are going zoom from one place to another, back and forth in the the, the, the void uh, from one ship to the other. Uh, when you work your way over there, you are greeted by a voice on the comms. Hello, uh, what ship do we have the honor of welcoming to the Rising Hope? Uh, yeah, this is the ANV Vagabond. ANV Vagabond. Uh, are your records on the official Pact World's Starship records? I'm not sure I'm seeing them. Uh, hold on a second. Scrolls <laughs> through messages from Emma. Fine. You're fine. Um, code number. No, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Oh, okay. Um, you can say the code, and yeah, when I you say the code, code, yeah, she's able to to recognize it. Oh, the the UPV Stellar Wind. Yes, this vessel that was formerly the UPV. I assume it's under a new name now. You yeah, are more than new name, new captain. Wanted in a game of cards. You understand. Excellent. Uh, Yes, you may dock in the docking bay 94, which is located at the aft of our vessel, and you can just, uh, we'll, we'll have a, a party meet you there to welcome you on board. Please enjoy your stay along the uh, aboard the Rising Hope, and if you wouldn't mind, please be kind to to us. We are a newer people here, and uh, we, we hope to join the Pact Worlds amicably. Yeah, trust me, I'm also not really from around here, so the crew and I'll be sure to treat you with, uh, you know, perfect Verses comfort and care. Thank you. I'm not entirely sure what Verses is yet, but I, I super appreciate your, uh, I, I, I very much appreciate the kindness. You dock. And as you exit the ship, everybody give me a perception check. Ooh. There haven't been very many checks oh tonight. Lord. Thanks for your patience, y'all. Oh, 13, 18, 14, 29, 22, uh, four. Uh, so, Janet. Janet sees a hot girl. 
I think the only <laughs> thing you're noticing, Janet, is they got some pretty badass weapons in this ship. When you step off of this, when you step off of the Vagabond, you see like archaic looking armor being worn by some of these people, which by the way, you have never seen anything like them before. And they have this, it's like made of metal. It's it's like like breastplates and pauldrons on their shoulders and, and these uh, full on like knight armor that they're wearing, a lot of them, not all of them. Many of them are just regular citizens walking around, but you see who you might, you know, think are, are guards. And I think the thing you would notice, Janet, is that they just have this badass armor and the weapons they're holding are like ancient looking. They got metal swords. Uh, some of them are carrying around weapons, but they look like like gunpowder weapons. Is that right? Am I looking at that right? I, I don't know if I've ever seen anything like that. It's probably something going through your mind, right? And there are many of them who who actually have like new age weapons that are modern and they're using what they or they're 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 holstering a couple things that look to be actual um, real weapons uh, that you would use. That's all you're gonna get weapon stuff. Anybody between a 10 and an 18. This is a cavern. You guys fly into this ship and it's, it stretches upward as far as you can see. And it's, it's a cave. Like it, it looks like an asteroid. If you were to fly inside a giant asteroid that had a giant cavern inside of it, this is what it would be, except there's an entrance that can close off because of these metal doors that you entered through. And there are these pieces of, or like these buildings that are hanging from the ceilings. Uh, there are buildings etched into the walls and there are uh, just a number of people walking around and there's nothing that seems to be like to indicate flight or flying cars or transport. Everything's walking. So it looks like you've entered a different age. Anything higher than an 18, 18 and up or 19 and up. The tieflings you notice are these people that you notice are, they have an overly enthusiastic, enthusiastically welcoming attitude. But when they're talking with each other and not an alien, like a, a packed world citizen who's there visiting, they seem a little bit stressed maybe. Like they, they just appear to be nervous about something or maybe they're just not used to interacting with people or maybe it's just that like they're afraid people are gonna look at them differently. Give me a sense motive on that if you rolled higher than a 19 mm. or a 19 or higher. Wow, these dice, Emma. Um, where's sense there down at the bottom? Oh God, you're just making me do math. Um, 31. 31, mm. holy cow. Anybody else sense motive? Uh, uh, yeah, I'm not trained. Okay. Devesh. They look at the other people around them, any packed world citizen, as if they are afraid of them. They seem to be afraid that they're going to say something bad. Maybe like something you might have experienced as an Afrit, a little bit of racism. And they just are afraid of it. Maybe not something that they're act like actively seeing happen but it is something that they're conscious about. When they're with each other, they're just like a little nervous um, and they're trying to be overly nice with all of these new people. But when they can turn that off, then 
with each other, they're maybe a little bit less enthusiastic, right? Also, as someone who's never experienced racism, I'm not sure if that's like, if I got that right, but feel free to jump in if you have that experience. So the, the tieflings here have all different kinds of horns. Ram horns, spiraled horns. They have like straight horns that come off the top of their head, but all of them have some sort of horn. They welcome you in and walk you up to the bridge, um, or not the bridge, they walk you over to like the meet, the cultural center where you would meet someone who uh, welcomes you to their culture and teaches you a little bit about them. Um, was anybody wanting to do anything in speaking with them? Is anybody interested in having a conversation with anybody here? Yes, largely because they are kind of like, I think they're literally outsiders. Is this like, place like, is this like an open thoroughfare with shops and stuff? Or is it just kind of like... Yeah, let me describe that. This is a cultural center which has a, what, what appears to be some central government building. There is, there are some areas where people can, can sell goods. Uh, everything looks to be a little bit older than, you know, it looks a little ancient, but this is a cultural center, a little village, um, somewhere where people can get a feel for the, the culture. Is there somewhere Boz that can get a pastry? Absolutely. Great. Boz Give me a D20. Is it what? Give me a flat D20. 13. That's so pretty good. Is there a list of like storefronts? Is that what I'm getting? Or is this like something else? Uh, storefronts, think of, okay, has anybody ever been to, in California, there's that little town that's like Danish or whatever. <gasps> yes. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. What's it called? Solvang. 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 Thank yeah. you. Uh, it's so like nice. Solvang. Oh, so it's um, like Leavenworth. Okay. Basically <laughs> think of this place where, where you pack as much culture into one little city as you can. I was going to say, that, that sounds about right. Uh, isn't Leavenworth a prison, Mitch? Excuse me? No. Leavenworth is like a tiny little like Swiss town in the mountains. You're thinking of Fort Leavenworth, Alex. <laughs> right, exactly. A military prison. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So sure. But like the town of Leavenworth, Washington, not a prison, unless it's like traps you there because it's amazing and fun and always snowy. <laughs> Fair. Um, what is what is Janet's response to all of this? What is she thinking? Um, I mean, she just noticed the cool armor, right? So <laughs> Yeah, I mean, as you walk around, you would notice things here and there a little bit more. But um, yeah, would she have any reaction to anything that she's seen? I mean, I think she'd probably be looking for like some cool shit to get or buy if, if there's all these like possible stores or shops or anything like that. And she's been seeing cool armor and weapons, so. Sure, yeah, you see a little shop uh, that has armor and weapons that you could take a look at. And it's it's very much a cultural shop. So you don't know how functional these might be, but um, it looks looks pretty intense. I mean, the, the armor is beautiful. And, is, it like, is it like gift shop armor? Uh, not quite, like it's, it's, it's authentic. You think it's, it's more for, for decoration than anything else. Maybe gift shop armor would be a good way to put it, but it's, um, it looks real. Uh, Janet's going to go get a present for her mama. Oh, okay. Uh, what specific thing do you think she would be interested in getting? 
Whatever looks super cool and badass. Okay, I'll roll a D4. I'll roll a D4. Um, one for a sword, two for a bow, three for... My axe. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and four for a ring? Oh, oh my god. If there's like a potted plant. <laughs> a potted plant? Yeah, that's an option. Okay, sure. earthy. Oh, true. Cool. I like it. I don't think there's a potted plant in this store. Is there a uh, pot? Lots of weed. Um, oh, boy. Tieflings are huge stoners. It's canon. There it is. I rolled a one. So it's a sword. Ooh, cool. Okay, I get, um, get it. Is this a place where I could sell stuff? Sure. Oh man. Um, yeah. You sell your drugs? Yeah, you yep. said stuff like stuff was <laughs> drugs. Yeah, I have uh, drugs to sell along oh. with. Oh. <laughs> I don't like that response. I didn't. That's not how I interpreted that. But I mean, yeah, go ahead. You could try. <laughs> He's a criminal. Oh man, he a former criminal. Yeah. Well. Uh, I also have that motorbike thing. You do. This is true. So, yeah. Uh, Modus is going to attempt to sell both. Okay. You see a, a cocky tiefling gentleman who uh, walks up to the vagabond as you're trying to, to pitch this sale. What are you saying to, to pitch your sale here? What is Modus saying? Boy. This is gonna be bad. Uh, now, like, is this is this tiefling? Uh, like, is he just like leaned up against an alley wall, looking scandalous, or he's, he's wearing a leather jacket? He's got a little like uh, mohawk going. Does he have like a little tiny plastic comb that he's like brushing his hair with? One hundred percent. Oh man, it's a greaser tiefling. Uh, yeah, Modus will walk up to him, and Modus will say. Hello, my name is Modus. I like dinosaurs and trees. Would you be interested in some <laughs> illicit drugs? Oh my God. You know, I imagined it as you want to buy some death sticks. This is better. <laughs> you want to buy some death sticks? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I want to go home and think about your life. Now give me a kiss. I want to go home and think about my life. <laughs> um, he responds, whoa, whoa, whoa. What's this thing you got on your head? Are you a, my God, you a, you ain't alive no more, are you? Technically, I am alive as definitions are concerned. What's However, this, uh, what's this thing on your head? Thing on my head. Yeah, 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 the, me the, me the metal shit on your head. What's, what is that? I believe what you are referring to is the outer shell of my exocortex. Exocortex. Damn, that's cool. So like, like cortex, like, like brain? What? Negative. The exocortex operates at a temperature of approximately 128 degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Okay, so what, you want to sell me something? <laughs> I'm sorry, Dan. I'm not interrupting you. I'm interrupting Modus. <laughs> yeah, Man, that's I, I get so it. funny. Modus uh, reaches into one of his pouches and pulls out the medical container of dream snuff. 
these, these are the wares that I have for sale. Yeah. What does it do? Can I imagine that at this point, Devesh walks by toward the Vagabond and just sees this, but is not going to get involved and just keeps walking into the sure. ship? Motives yeah. um, will respond. This drug is known to increase your awareness of surroundings by hyperventilating one's person. You become much more aware of your surroundings and or are filled with metabolized energy. Oh, no, 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 man. I don't want any of that shit. No, no, no. Sorry, I'm, I'm out of here. I, 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 can't, I can't deal with that. I got, I got too much to think about as it is. I can't be too aware, you know? Okay, have, have a nice day. Before you leave, yes. could you perhaps direct me to someone who might be interested in my illicit <laughs> drugs? Uh, <laughs> Barry over there. You see Barry? I believe I see Barry. And uh, Barry is over there. He's a tiefling. He's got uh, one horn. <laughs> Barry the druggy tiefling with one horn is my favorite RPG character I've ever heard in my entire life. Alex, you have to play Barry. Barry! <laughs> oh, oh, no. Please trust oh, me when I say Barry you do not want to be addicted to drugs in volume two because Signal of Screams will fuck you up as it is already. <laughs> <laughs> um, Modus will walk oh, directly man. over to Barry. Okay. Hello, Barry. How do you know my name? <laughs> the young man who left the alley just a moment ago directed me to you. The young he informed man? me of your name. Someone watching me? No, he was not watching you per se. I asked for directions. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you want? What do you want? Would you perhaps be interested in my illicit drugs? They are for Shh. purchase. What do you know about my drugs? I am not aware of your drugs. I am aware of my drugs. Okay, yeah, wh wh which one? Modus will hold out in front of him the medical grade dream snuff. Can you explain what it does? Yes, I will give him the definition okay. that I gave the other tiefling. And uh, he responds, I mean, we're trying to make a good impression here, right? New packed worlds, new place, new people. I gotta be good, right? Oh man, I gotta be good. Modus will put one of one of his hands on the young man's shoulder, lean forward, and say, "It is only criminal unless you get caught." Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> I am obsessed with the way that we have corrupted Modus. Ah! <laughs> what is going on? It is horrific what we have done to Modus. <laughs> it is only illegal if you get you caught. Get caught. You and are going to be BFFs oh, post-series. Modus is going to be my partner in crime from now on. <laughs> uh, this guy looks disturbed when you say that. And Barry just responds, I, I, I got to be good. I, I got to be good. I, 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 told him, I, I, I told him I would be good. Uh, uh, here you go. And he pulls out a little wad of gold and he hands it to you. A little wad of gold? Yeah. Wait, like straight up gold? Yeah, like gold. Like gold is, coins. Is there any way I could approximate the value of these gold coins? Sure, give me a culture check. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> he, oh, he's handing me. you his AA token. Oh, fuck. No! All right, here we go. Oh. Uh, <laughs> that's so bad. Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, so dark. Culture oh. check is 11. Ooh, um, <laughs> considering you've never seen gold coins like this used in real currency, I would think you just assume it's enough, you know? 
if, I mean, if it looks like it's appropriate, then yeah. Like so. it's it's probably appropriate for how much he would pay normally. I think you get the idea that this guy has made this kind of tra transaction before. Probably. Do you want to roll for that? Uh, no, no, okay. I'm I'm comfortable with this. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, Modus will scoop up the gold coins in one hand and then place in his hand the dream snuff. He says, uh, "So, uh, like, how how much do you how much do you take in one go?" Unfortunately, this is a drug that I have never tried myself. I have heard that it is dangerous and or used in medical procedures. Oh shit, that's the best stuff. Okay, what am I saying? What am I saying? I gotta be good. Okay, all right. Um, okay, yeah, uh, later. And he ducks off into an alleyway, like a cave alleyway. Is Moda starting an opioid epidemic <laughs> in space? It's quite possible. <laughs> Signal of Screams just has like the entire <laughs> Rising Hope vessel. There's just a section that is infested by dream snuff. Just oh all Bear, and Barry is now like a kingpin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So should I try to go sell my mother's milk too? Get me both. Oh boy. Sure, you could you could find someone. Uh, no, I'm still like hanging on to that. I'm still considering taking the risk of using it. Um literally the worst name for a substance. I yeah. know. Yep. Yeah, it's just like, um, oh, what do I have in my I mean, mother's they could have also, milk? They could have also called it booby juice. As, <laughs> as, as God. Yeah, as that's Modus, worse. As Modus comes back out of the alley, Devesh is gonna walk up to him and say. So, what were you doing in the alleyway, Modus? Modus, will, Modus will, like, take his hand and, like, kind of, as if he's hiding it, put it behind his back, like, like the hand holding the gold coins. And he, and he leans forward into Devesh's face and says, that is none of your concern, and then stands upright to his full height while still holding his hand, or hiding his hand. I mean, I'm not going to judge you, Modus. Like, you got to do what you got to do. But uh, typically, shady uh, alleyways in a new port are uh, not where nice, young Verthani want to um, end up. You catch my drift. I do not catch your drift. And then Modus will turn around and walk away. <laughs> <laughs> well, damn, Modus. All right. I like that. Can't get caught. You don't want to get caught. <laughs> Is there an approximate value I can assume from these gold coins or no? Uh, yeah, let's see. If only you knew someone that had points in culture. You you could give it to Devesh. Give me a give me a roll, Devesh. Or, or it would Modus ask would Devesh for help? <laughs> uh he would wait a little bit and then approach Devesh with the gold coins. Sure. I can evaluate. Uh, what about a 17? Okay. Um, it's probably just under about 40 credits. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, this is uh, about 40 credits worth. Like, they're really cool coins. Like, I bet you a collector would love them. But uh, it's about 40 credits. Where did you get them? Did you, like, pick them up in, a, in a, like, a gift shop or something? Uh, Modus looks at you and then looks down at his hand and then looks back up, up, up at you and says, yes, and then turns around and leaves. <laughs> oh. That's motive. Modus acting sus. 
Uh, 29. Yeah, I don't think I can beat that. Yeah. I'm definitely full of shit. Cool. Devesh is going to allow, uh, like, not press the issue. But he's got his eye on you. That's a lot less than it's worth. Oh, yeah. Yep. yeah. That's, that is, like, the, I, this has like, been the worst deal in the history of deals. Bonus is never going to financially recover from this. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> I mean, it, it kind of went about as, as much as, as well as I expected it to go because mm-hmm. he wasn't going to ask for your help. He wasn't going to ask anyone for help. <laughs> and he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. So, yeah, like, that was can the you, expectation. Can you tell us the actual value of that dream stuff? It's, around, it's a level 17, isn't it? Oh my god! No, 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 it's not that. It's worth it's worth about it's around fifteen hundred credits. Yeah, it's very expensive. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Otis is never going to financially recover. Yeah, I'm really Otis. sorry. Yeah. Did, didn't didn't he steal it? Yeah, he did. Stole it. yeah, yeah. So it's so pure profit. It's, it's a net gain. Yeah. It's just not yeah. an equivalent. Sad. Net. <laughs> it's only illegal if he gets caught. Oh my god. There's a, a cultural leader at the cultural hub. Is anybody speaking with him? Okay, Devesh. Are they near the pastry shop? No. Then no. Okay. Devesh, what are you going to say? I'm going to welcome them. Uh, so basically I'd say, um, I just wanted to welcome you and your people uh, to the packed world uh, system um, from one outsider to another. Um, I know it can be stressful. Uh, I've noticed some of your people are Laying it on a little thick. Um, I think it's best if you all just be yourselves. Um, the packed world is a, a fairly fair society. Um, I think they'll see your plight and uh, welcome you with open arms. If they don't, if they don't, you can always go like sign up with the free captains out in the diaspora because that. Oh. oh, I've heard that they are ones to avoid. No. Oh yeah, they they're definitely ones to avoid, but if like everyone turns your back, their back on you, they're not going to turn your their back on you. Well, I must say I very much appreciate your welcome to the packed worlds. We are very very grateful to have dropped out of the shadow plane here. It is quite a journey that we have made. I must say my frail old self is a little tired and ready to Settle down, finally. I'm sorry, did you say the shadow plane? Indeed, I am, we... I am not familiar with that particular plane of existence. Well, you see, we've, we, were, we were raised in, in the, uh, the plane of hell. You can see on our bul- bulletin board here, we have a whole list of our travels. And he, he points, basically, he's got like a little... <laughs> Step by step, here's what we did. Here's where we started. Here's where we ending up. Um, Does it have like little cartoon like? Oh, definitely. Oh, you know, perfect, wonderful. Um, we came from the plane of hell. We were trapped there for many years. Our ancestors were pulled from the plane that you all live in, and well, as our material plane ancestors are much kinder than. Our demon ancestors, we chose to make a home here if it were possible. And so we spent the past uh, three weeks escaping. It has been quite the journey. And pardon me for asking, just like my people come from the plane of fire, like 
I'm an anomaly on the material plane, so I just wanted to like ask just in case. Um, were you followed? We were. However, someone calling themselves a champion did step in to ensure that we arrived safely. A champion of the void. Her name was Shaintra. Yeah, um, that is fascinating. I would potentially leave that tidbit out if you're talking with like the council and the Senate. Um, that is interesting. I would love to hear more as to why in the future, but thank you for the advice. Yeah, no worries. Just, yeah, I would, I would leave that part out if I were, if I were y'all until you're like legally situated and then you can like tell them. Wonderful. Thank you very much. Uh, th thank you. And he's going to leave. Wait, don't go. <laughs> um, thank you for joining us. I'd like you to actually open up the Twitter app on your phone if you don't mind. Um, so first thing, if you are not already following us on Twitter, go ahead and do that at Galaxy Greatest. And then I would like you to follow Gillesrian's Greatest on Twitter. Uh, that is at G-I-L-E-S-R-I-E-N-G-R-8-S-T. And I'll go ahead and make sure that that is very clear and on my Galaxy Greatest Twitter page. On top of that, I'd like you to also go and find the Greatest Guardians Gaming Network on Twitter, which is at G-R-8-S-T-Guardians. Thank you so much for your support. It really does mean a lot, you guys. We love you. The podcast is crazy about our fans. We're super happy that you guys are here, and we're so glad that we have supporters that want to hear us tell a story. Personally, I'm really glad that I have this outlet to tell stories. It's one of my favorite things in the world, so I really appreciate your, your support. Um, with that, have a wonderful day, evening, morning, whatever you're doing today. I hope it's great. Um, so thank you, and we'll see you next time.